Welcome everybody to Be Mindfully You with Brenna Gatimo. First episode. Y'all, I'm so excited to be here, to be sharing with you. This has been a long time in the making. It's something that's been on my heart for a while. For those of you who are first time joining us, I have been doing live videos on Facebook for the last couple of years talking about this, that, and the other. There really is no topic that is left off the table. Like I will talk about it all. I enjoy talking about those things. I enjoy sharing from my heart and my passion and talking about my purpose and all the things that come with it, as well as the journeys that I've been on over the last few years. So let's just start from the beginning first before we get into that. My name is Berna Gatimo. I was born in Long Beach, California, moved from there to good old Wyoming. I've been in Casper, Wyoming since I was six years old with my family. My dad works in the oil field and that is what brought us out there. And wow, wasn't it such a huge change from the warm, sunny weather to having all four seasons all the different changes, weather, and the wind. Man, we are known for the wind in Casper. Um, So I grew up there and it became home. It was just my mom, my dad, and my younger brother. And as I got older, you know, went into college and met my husband. Um, We dated for a couple of years, got married, moved, came back to Casper after we had our first son. We also have my stepdaughter and we have three boys together and we have this beautiful, wonderful life, but that does not mean that there is not challenges. There is always challenges that arise in life. And that's kind of what we talk about um, with the Be Mindfully You and just what I talk about in general. So that leads us to the family life. It kind of leads into what I do professionally. So I am a licensed clinical social worker. I always knew that I wanted to work with people in some capacity, and that started off at 18 years old of wanting to be a nurse. Then I had some experiences that really didn't want, like left a sour taste in my mouth, and I really did not want to be in the field anymore. So then I moved on to intro to communications and just some communication classes, really trying to figure out what I wanted to do, which I found I loved the human theories. Um, One theory in particular was the onion theory. And I just remember digging my, my whole mind and my fingers into that and was just like, yes, this is exactly it. I don't think communications is my jam, but I definitely think that psychology would be another place to start. So then I moved on to psychology and in the midst of all of the classes I took, I was getting closer to graduation with my associates and I decided that I was just not grasping things like my brain was wanting to work in a different way. So I had this advisor that asked me 
four questions and in those four questions I answered he responded back stating that I was not a psychologist I was a social worker I was like social worker what the heck is a social worker so I took a class and I fell in love like I knew that this was it it was home it was where I wanted to go and I pursued that with everything that I could and obtained my bachelor's and then my master's and started in the field working and have never looked back. I have enjoyed every experience with working with people from five years old to end of life. I've loved all of the experiences that I've had and will, you know, dig deep into that as well too as we go and so with my social work gift I have found that I love just talking with people and talking with them about all the many different hats that we have as human beings and the roles that we play and the growth that we have and the journeys that we go on and the people that come into our lives forever or for a season and how that impacts us and um, changes us and all of those things. So amongst all of this, to back up a little bit, my mother is a full-blooded Hispanic. My father is German, but was raised by a Norwegian woman and a Lebanese man. And we have all this beautiful culture within our family and these different things that come. The German, not so much because he was adopted. And so we don't know much about his background. And so we have this beautiful, unique cultural influence within our family. And as I grow up, I, um, I should say, as I grew up, I met my husband. Now, my husband is a very interesting one because he is from a completely different country, came here at the age of 21 to live the American dream, and he comes to good old Casper, Wyoming. My husband is originally from Kenya, and he came to the States to live with his older brother and live the American life, I guess, experience it, learn from it, you know, gain an education, do all of that stuff. Um, and amongst all of it being here, he meets me. We form this bond as friends for, you know, a year before he pursued me with dating. And here we are almost 12 and a half years later, um, four beautiful kids, the house, the careers, the, the ever growth that we have with each other and a lot of strife and suffering and struggles over the years it's it has not been easy y'all and I can truthfully say that I don't think it's been easy for a lot of people there's always something you know um, there's a lot of peace and a lot of joy and a lot of happiness and a, a lot of all those things but there was also there's also been a lot of struggle and anger and sadness and confusion of why this why now you know kind of a thing but um, 
overall, our life has been wonderful and blessed and super abundant. Um, and we are truly, truly so grateful for that. But growing up, I was raised in a Christian church. My mother was a worship leader. She was always involved in worship. And I grew up knowing God and all the the faith-based stuff. And um, it had a lot of impact and a lot of influence in my life, which was, you know, great. And of course, as a teenager, I rebelled and, you know, all this stuff, right? So um, I know what it's like to be a part of something so big and walk away from that and be so far from your faith and then have into that scramble of how to go. And I'll, I'll tease through that, some of the lessons and things that I've learned over the years. And I may share some of the recordings and things that I've, you know, recorded over Facebook. So some of the recordings might be, you know, me shouting out somebody on my Facebook live in the middle of it. But I think that these messages are so important and I just want to share and my entire goal is just to have these conversations with myself and share with you guys but also to have conversations with other people and pull their input and their influence and their thoughts into that as well so it may just be me on an episode or it may be a previous message that I recorded or it may be a conversation between my husband and I and it may be a conversation between me and some of my friends there's going to be a group of us that's going to come to the table and maybe talk about a hot topic that is really uncomfortable, but I think it's super important for these conversations to be had, for people to understand that there is still love and acceptance in these topics, and how do we go about these hardcore topics and yet still have this conversation? And I'm going to share with you thoughts about things that I read from a book that I'm reading and like learning about and, and grasping with this idea of it and how it applies into my everyday life and what I'm doing and um you're going to probably hear my kids. You'll probably hear me talk about the frustrations of motherhood and raising boys and, you know, being a stepmom, which is one of the hardest roles that you could play as an adult. And what does that actually look like and how to co-parent or parallel parent or not co-parent or, you know, what are these things like navigating these things with a preteen turning teenager and, I mean, it's just life is messy, you all. It's so messy, but beautiful and it's wonderful and it has its down moments. But, you know, for me, it's always been how how do you look at those things? What do those things actually look like for you? And here I am. Let's see. I want to chat about hobbies, man. I am huge into reading books. Um, both reading for enjoyment, but also reading for self-enlightenment and development. I enjoy learning about other things that um, are eye-opening, that make you uncomfortable and make you want to shift. And um, so 
I really, really, really enjoy reading. I love to journal. I'm constantly writing. I will probably pull a lot of stuff and material out of my journals because I find that to be super important. Um, for me, that process of like writing out my thoughts and what that looks like for me. I also love to be outside. So I love going outside and it doesn't matter where I'm at, whether I'm like on vacation and I'm outside or if I'm at home and I'm outside, I'll go for a walk in the snow. I'll go for the walk in the rain. I'll go for a, a walk at when it's sunshine outside, when it's fall. Um, huge dog person. Oh my gosh. Super all about the dogs. I have three of them and their names are Simba, Mela and River. River is the newest addition. Somebody blessed me with her. She is a beautiful what they call a F1B golden doodle and she's black and she's spastic and hysterical little nine month old baby she is and going through training and you want to talk about some serious like personal development go through dog training and figure out whether or not you are truly consistent or consistency is non-existent for you Oh my gosh, I've never laughed so hard in my life of realizing how inconsistent I can be with things and how I'm, you know, very passive about certain things. And then there's other things in my life where I'm like, get it done. This is how you do it. We're going this way with it. So it's really, it's, it's a lot of fun, but she's doing, um, therapy dog training with me because I have a therapy dog that I work with currently and I really, really enjoy it, but would love to have her do that as well. She is therapy for me and my soul, but she's also so therapeutic and so good with kids and her demeanor is just perfect. She wants to come in for those cuddles. She wants those loves, which is amazing. So I am an avid dog person. I don't mind cats, but I am very allergic to them. And so I've never been a cat owner. And that is because of those allergies. Now I get told about those hypoallergenic cats and I have been very curious to check them out because I totally think cats are cool, but I just have not pulled myself to that point of, yeah, we're going to, we're going to try this out. <laughs> um, other kind of hobbies, I don't really know, man. Working out was a big one for me for a little while. I really enjoyed that until some other life circumstances came up. I think nutrition and cooking and baking have been another one. So truly, I love to bake. Baking fills my soul and gets my hands, you know, busy. Um, I love listening to other people when they try the baked goods. It's always fun for that reaction for me. And so I've always enjoyed baking. There's always a time and a place. If I don't feel like baking, I am baking. And when I'm in the mood, man, you better watch out because them baked goods are coming. Um, I think that's really it with the with the hobbies piece of it. Cooking's another one. I do like to cook. Cooking's really good. My husband and I both are very much so cooks. We love to be in the kitchen. We do things together. Oh, you know what I forgot? music and dancing. Yep. There is always music and dancing in our household that like 
there's never a dull moment. My If my husband is home, there's music on in the house and we are dancing and singing and having a good time and laughing with the kids and teaching them little dance moves and doing our, doing our stuff, man. And music, especially reggae music, um, we just thrive off of it, man. Like it's just amazing. And so music's a big thing. And I was raised on many different genres of music. So I can't identify that there's like this one over this one. I think the one I don't much care for is rap. And that's probably because my brain has a hard time, like focusing, like really listening in onto the words. Um, but it's not like I don't listen to rap every once in a while it does come and I you know will listen to it. it's no big deal but yeah music and dancing is another big one so that's kind of me in a nutshell really um we could talk all day long about family you know these boys right now are very close I had three boys in three and a half years um had a lot happen maybe I'll just kind of recap a little bit about um my suffering so um as a young adult I was have some experience with domestic violence and some of the abusive, um, toxic relationship stuff early on in my life. Um, scrapping and scrapping, scrapping things together and picking it up and trying to figure out who I was and what I was doing and what direction I was going in and all this stuff. I kind of, I've just lived a very fast paced, life like my parents used to tell me like Brenna you're always going from zero to 90 you know in two seconds flat it's just push 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 I mean I had a pregnancy at 18 years old and a natural miscarriage and then nine months later when I was trying to leave the dude I got pregnant again and then uh, you know um, another miscarriage occurred right after that it was just so much on my body and emotionally and and then you know he walks out right when I make a decision to better my life again and um, tells me that he can't be a part of it and then it was like a wrecking ball and I had to return home and it you know all of these things to the pride and then um, getting myself together, picking myself up, figuring it out, how to persevere in these things and the dynamics and the relationships and which direction to go in and how to go in and doing my own thing. And people always, you know, trying to tell you what you should or shouldn't do and blah, blah, blah. And you're, you know, like, dude, I got this. I'll figure it out eventually. Like I always just knew that I just had to keep moving forward and have it to keep figuring it out and doing that. So, I mean, I went back to college and I, um, worked part time or I guess full time, you know, bartending, waiting tables, all this stuff, learning and growing myself. And then you turn 21 and you're going to the bars and experiencing things and figuring things out. And I meet these wild Kenyans who are just absolutely hysterical. And then we all become friends and I'm hanging out with them all the time. And then one of them turns into my boyfriend and you know we go we grow together then he had a child and then I the child comes into our lives and we are figuring out that dynamic of how to be young parents y'all like I was 23 years old and my husband was 24 and we didn't picture that this was going to be the thing but um, and of course my husband was my boyfriend at the time, but we didn't picture this would be our life. But at the same point, it's like finding acceptance and moving forward with that. And then we move out of state together and we, you know, I'm graduating from 
college and he's doing the same thing. And then we have the birth of our first son and, and then we have life circumstances that happen again. And we go back to Casper and back home and figure things out. And then we have our second son and we have all of these wonderful blessings that happen with us and moving forward in life. And there's so much joy in everything. And then we have, um, a major day, January 31st of 2019, I had our third son and I had a postpartum hemorrhage. And when the doctors went in to find out what was going on, I lost half my body count in blood and almost died on the operating table. And my husband, you know, told the doctor, like, do whatever you need to do to save her. It was a huge eye-opening things. So of course I received a blood transfusion. Um, they removed, they gave essentially a, what it's called a partial hysterectomy um, to help save my life since my uterus just gave out and was no longer working. It wasn't functioning. And so um, we're there at the hospital. I come out of the surgery. I'm in a lot of pain trying to figure out what's going on because that was not the operation I originally went in for. And I hear the news about the hysterectomy and I'm like, oh my gosh, like, ooh. And luckily I had decided I was done because I had a tubal before that directly a day after I had our son, Killian. And I was very content and at peace with that decision of no more kids. So I'm very grateful that I did not have to go through that pain and suffering of I still wanted more, but this happened and it was my life or, you know, death kind of a situation. So fast forward four hours later, my husband's bringing supplies back to the hospital for me for my, so I could have my phone and the charger and, you know, things like that. And he gets hit head on by a drunk driver. And it's so crazy when you say it out loud that the wife almost dies and the husband's driving and he gets hit and it's like this big dramatic thing. Oh my gosh, what the heck is happening? You know, we do all this stuff, but it's, that's like, like, it feels like a movie, but it was our reality and he's okay. And he was okay. Um, little stiffness in the back and the other person who hit him is okay and safe and thank God for that. Um, and he, you know, my dad brings stuff up as he's dealing with the police officers and the stuff that's going on and um, all of that. Then I have this massive journey of healing ahead of me and then I get he like healed up and I'm good to go. So I start incorporating exercise and figuring things out with my health and wellness and I mean, working out super good in a year and a half later, I'm figuring out what to do and all this stuff, I find a mass in my left breast at 32 years old. And I go in to have it checked and I go to bed one night and I wake up the next morning to significant different changes in my left breast. So I called the place I was supposed to do a mammogram on me and asked them, did you get they're my referral. Like, oh, yeah, we did. I'm so sorry we didn't call you. It's been a month since they got the referral. And I said, well, I need to get in like as soon as possible and explain what was going on with my breast. And in November of 2020, I found out at 32 years old that I was I, I had a type of breast cancer. And I don't the best way that I could describe it is 
a crippling, bring you to your knees devastation that even though I knew in my gut that that's what it was, it never prepared me for the words of hearing a doctor state you have a type of breast cancer. And here are the next steps that we need to do. And so I'll get more into the teasing of this, of the, the journeys and the different things and explaining all this stuff. But the, the biggest one is really that, that, that breast cancer diagnosis and the journey that I've shared. I've been open on my, my social media, on Facebook especially, um, the entire journey. I have walked through this entire journey on Facebook Live um, to explain to people and show people what this journey actually looks like from a cancer patient's point of view. And it was not an easy um, journey. And when you are left with nothing but your thoughts and the pain your body is in, man, it, it's, it's pretty eye-opening what happens. So this is this is me. This is my life in a nutshell. These are um, things that have gone with my journey and there are things that I would love to openly share and talk about and all of the emotions that come with that. And you will probably hear me cry because that's part of it too, that being that vulnerable and open and honest about what it is that goes through you mentally and emotionally but if there is one thing that I hope that anybody gets is something to take away from these podcasts something for them to something for you to think about and just process and take what is necessary for yourself and leave the rest if you have to leave the rest but ultimately I just want you to be mindful of yourself and what does that actually look like for you so i wish you all well i hope you have a fabulous day stay tuned because of course more is coming and i look forward to getting to know you and i look forward to these conversations that are going to be happening here on bees mindfully you thank you so much